Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode, the 20th episode of the Selling Greenville podcast. I am your host, Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina. And today we are going to do kind of a different episode, but one that I think you will all enjoy. It's going to be more of a fun episode, not so much data focused like we have been uh, for several of our episodes lately, but one where we uh, have a little bit of fun, talk about realtors in this marketplace, and uh, where I get to kind of make fun of my own profession. Uh, But before we do that real quick, our housekeeping that we always have to do here, um, if you need to reach me for any reason, my contact information is in the show notes. My phone number is there. My email is there. Please reach out to me however best uh, suits you. Uh, If you need a realtor or if you know someone that needs a realtor, please reach out to me. I would love to help you any way that I can. And if you like this podcast, please go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, do all of those fun things. Um, I would love to uh, to see more subscribers. We get good listens every week as we do this, um, but it does vary depending on how much I advertise it online. I'd love for people to just subscribe and just listen when it pops up. So today we're going to be talking about the types of realtors in the marketplace. There are a lot of stereotypes when it comes to realtors, okay? And I fully recognize this. And in me doing this, um, again, my goal of this is just to have fun. I'm not trying to make fun of specific realtors, not trying to make fun of specific firms. I'm not trying to prop myself up. In fact, I'm not going to say, um, here is here are all the bad realtors and here's the good one and I am the good one. No, that is not what I'm gonna do. Those of you that know me, you can decide if I fit one of these buckets or which ones uh, I do. I just wanna have fun with this and just enjoy the fact that there are a lot of stereotypical realtors out there. There are stereotypes. We all see it. We all recognize it. Um, And sometimes it can just be fun to point those out and to just enjoy, uh, enjoy the fact that there are quirks in different businesses. So I have 10 different types of realtors that are out there. And I'm just going to go through the list of the 10 and just describe them. Here here is the list real quick. The salesy realtor, the I heard the market was good realtor, the social butterfly realtor, the my dad has a team named after him realtor, the midlife career crisis realtor, the I went to college but my degree is useless realtor, the two motivated for desk job realtor, the lawyer realtor, the always networking realtor, and the multi-level marketing Kool-Aid realtor, my personal favorite, which is why I left it for the end. All right, these are 10 different types of realtors I run into all the time. I frequently joke with people, the hardest part of this job is just dealing with other realtors. Um, and I tend to be the odd uh, the oddball in a room of realtors, I, I, in a lot of ways, don't fit in. But I'm sure, again, that some of these categories do uh, apply to me as well. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm better than everyone else. Um, but what are these different realtor stereotypes? So let's start with the salesy realtor. The salesy realtor is, you know, usually someone that came from some type of a sales background. Maybe they sold cars. Maybe they sold Plexus. Maybe they sold... Um, 
you know, corporate accounts. I, I don't know. There, there's all sorts of, of different realtors that come from sales backgrounds. And he, here's what they always want to do. They don't want to sell you a house. They want to sell you something really bigger than a house. They want to sell you an idea. They want to sell you a dream. Uh, we talked about a few weeks ago that uh, that we need to see your primary residence isn't just a primary residence, it's a lifestyle. Um, well, I'm not necessarily going to say that in the first meeting. It's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell you not just a house, I'm gonna sell you a lifestyle change. But the salesy realtor, yes, they are absolutely going to lead with that. They aren't just selling you a house, they are selling you a lifestyle change. They are selling you a dream, a dream within a dream. It's almost like Maybe it's like in the movie Inception. Um, just make sure that you time correctly when everyone comes out of that dream. Um, the salesy realtor, they have uh, perfect Instagram photos. You go on their Instagram page, and I mean, they've got the photo with the dog. They've got the photo working out. They've got the, the photo, um, you know, on that, on that nice beach. And they put their face everywhere, any place where they can. They put their face, they love selfies, they they love professional photos as well. They've got it down to a science marketing themselves. They understand that as many times as they can plaster their face somewhere, they are getting name recognition all the more, and that is what they want. You have to be, you know, in, in this business, you do have to be a little bit narcissistic. Um, the salesy realtor has that narcissism down to a science uh, in the reality of the situation. And you'll, you'll hear them say that they're planning to, once they become a realtor, they're going to come and they're going to shake up the industry. Um, you know, they'll say something like, I know what everyone else in this industry does, but I think differently. We have a different approach. Here are the five ways that we are going to, to list houses differently than anyone else in this marketplace has ever done. And they've got that sales pitch down to a science. They are the salesy realtor. You, I'm sure, know a few of them. I think I can safely say I'm not a very salesy person when it comes to trying to sell myself. I know how to sell houses, but when it comes to standing in a group of people and trying to sell myself, listen, I'm I'm not a super salesy guy. I just like to make relationships um, and I just like to meet people and try to help them. Um, I'm sure I have some salesy uh aspects to my personality, but in general, hopefully I don't fit a lot of those stereotypes. We all know people, uh, we all know people that do. Um, then there is the next one, the I heard the market was good realtor. Oh boy, the I heard the market was good realtor. And we wonder why there are more realtors in the upstate of South Carolina than there are listings in the upstate of South Carolina, it's because of how many, I heard the market was good, realtors there are out there. And so this realtor, um, he's someone that, you know, he, he maybe lost his job or maybe had a failed self-employed business venture, but you know, it, it really wasn't a good fit. And ultimately it was just time to move on. And I mean, the market's good, right? How hard could it be to sell a house? Um, and yes, uh, he hasn't necessarily been in a job where he's had to manage clients or really had to, to handle uh, major transactions, 
But his broker told him that the firm will handle all of that stuff for him. He has nothing to worry about. All he needs to do is to just get clients and the rest will take care of itself, right? Because the market is good. I mean, what does a realtor have to do anyway? Just, just be there and just make sure that people uh, knows that he's there and then, you know, just pass off all the busy work off to the firm, right? Isn't that how it works? I'm obviously being facetious because those of us that are realtors, we're actually, <laughs> as a side note, um, those of us that have been realtors for a while, when we come across uh, an I heard the market was good new realtor, it's honestly quite offensive to us um, because it's like, listen, there there is actual work that you have to do in this business. And it doesn't just come to you naturally because the market is good. That's an aside, uh, but I've heard multiple realtors over the years actually be offended when they come across people that say this type of thing. Um, the I heard the market was good realtor. Um, you know, y y you talk to him about how he became a realtor and you'll hear something like, um, well, you know, my friend Joe became a realtor a few years back and made like $250,000 last year. And I was like, why can't I do that? So, I mean, I just kind of dipped into my savings, coughed up a few hundred bucks, went to real estate school, and here I am. You know, I'm I'm just putting out, I'm just sending out some emails to people. Just, you know, I changed my Instagram uh, photo to show my, my uh, firm and my realtor badge. And here I am just waiting to close that first deal. The I heard the market was good realtor. The next realtor on my list here is the social butterfly realtor. Um, now the social butterfly realtor has a, a gazillion great stories to tell you about his showings. I mean, you go to a showing with the social butterfly realtor and uh, you might even have to, uh, to take a break from all the stories to focus on the house because there's going to be so many so many stories. I, I saw this one house that had this roof leak and you wouldn't believe there was mold everywhere and uh, it was it was unbelievable. And then the listing agent called me and said, well, that's not a disclose. That's not a material fact. We're not going to disclose that. And, and then uh, blah, 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 blah. The social butterfly realtor, um, I deal with, with these a lot. Um, because as a realtor, I have to deal with other realtors and sometimes I can't get off the phone with them. Um, they've got so many stories and, and some of those stories might even be interesting. Um, but you're going to get a lot of stories. Um, at some point there's going to be a, but what about you injected in, in the middle of a sentence, you know, as, as the social butterfly, um, has been telling all kinds of stories about himself or herself. Eventually it's like, well, but what about you? Like, what's been going on with you lately? Um, the social butterfly realtor didn't look at the comps, but I mean, we all know that comps are overrated. I mean, do you like the house or not? Like, the comps, they don't decide whether or not you should buy a house, right? That's what the social butterfly realtor is going to say because he doesn't really like to look at comps. I mean, that's not really a true indication of whether a house is a good fit or not in uh, the eyes of the of the social butterfly realtor. Um, and of course, there is 
going to be a ton of laughter. There's always something fun, something funny. Even when you're making a major life decision, the social butterfly realtor um, is able to find ways to make that fun, make that funny, and that's great. You know, like I enjoy being around, uh, being around a lot of them, having those conversations. And uh, honestly, I'll be completely honest, the social butterfly realtors can be very successful in this market. It just has to be the right fit with the right client. There are a lot of them out there. Then there's the, my dad has a team named after him realtor. And this is an interesting one because um, there are a lot of extremely, extremely successful women in the local real estate market here in Greenville, South Carolina, but most of them do not have uh, teams named after them. A lot of the most successful women in this market like to go solo, which is interesting. I don't know why that is. Most of the teams that are named are either um, a husband-wife combo or just a, uh, a male figurehead. So, um, so this is actually a stereotype. The, my dad has a team named after him. I'm not trying to be uh, sexist there. I'm just pointing out that this is typically uh, the way it works out. And so the my dad has a team named after him, realtor. He didn't originally want to ride his, his father's coattails. That was something he tried to avoid. He tried to do his own thing. But, you know, now that he's done with his marketing internship in Barcelona, um, he realizes that real estate is a much better career path than most people give it credit for. Um, you know, marketing in Barcelona isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know, you, there's a lot of competition out there, and, you know, we there's not necessarily uh, as much opportunity as there is in real estate. And that's what he comes to the conclusion to after years of saying he would not follow his father's coattails. It turns out that dad has a slick system in place. And if the my dad has a team named after him, realtor just follows the program that dad has in place, he will make six digits within his first 18 months easily. It won't be any problem at all. Dad has it all worked out. And, you know, as you're talking to this realtor, he'll let you know, you know, it's kind of cool having my last name as the team name, not going to lie. It's kind of cool. I, I, I like the fact that when I tell people I am, uh, you know, John Doe on the Doe home team, um, that makes me feel kind of cool. Um, so that is the my dad has a team named after him realtor. How about the midlife career crisis realtor? This is the realtor that when the kids graduated, he started to think, you know, maybe this desk job isn't what I want to do uh, for the rest of my life. Maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do. Um, his back is starting to hurt from sitting in the desk all day. He's having to go to the chiropractor several times a week just in order to keep up uh, with the pace of life, just in order to make sure that he can just sit down all day. Um, and, but you know, he realized if I'm going to be sitting down all day, why not be driving, right? I love to drive. I love to go places, 
Driving is a big part of real estate, right? Aren't you having to like drive to houses all day? Um, and you know, I like meeting new people. Like this could be a, a really great marriage of opportunity for me. Um, I'm already sitting all day. I'll just be sitting in the car, taking clients to houses and and getting to meet new people and, and probably making as much money as I'm currently making in my desk job, maybe even more. And, um, and I bought and sold like five different times over the past 30 years. I mean, I can definitely see that selling real estate is something I can do. That is the, the, the midlife career crisis realtor. Um, not as many of those in our marketplace, but, uh, but you'll run into them every now and then. How about the, I went to college, but my degree is useless realtor. Oof. Now, if there's one that hits close to home for me, and again, this is all in good fun. I'm not trying to make fun of specific realtors, but I'll be honest, uh, my degree that I got, which I'm not going to get into right now, but um, if you want to ask me about it personally, I'd be happy to, but my degree has not really helped me at all career-wise. Um, maybe in some other ways it has, but career-wise, not so much. Um, so the I went to college, but my degree is useless realtor, um, he didn't realize when he got a degree in 14th century medieval philosophy that it wouldn't directly segue into a job. And that's really, really sad. Uh, nobody told him that the, the 14th century medieval philosophy uh, degree wouldn't directly segue into a job. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Um, I, I don't even know if there is any such thing, but I've heard degrees like that, and, uh, and I've heard people, younger people, say that they want a degree in this or that, and I really just want to take them aside and just be like, no, please don't do that. Um, but in any event... Um, he got that degree, and then he realized, wow, uh, now that I have this degree, like, what job do I get? And, and uh, it comes to his, he comes to the conclusion that the job market is, is quite competitive these days. And he, he thought that he could at least, I mean, at the very least, maybe he wasn't going to become a philosopher, but at the very least, he'd be able to become, like, a teacher. But then he realized as a teacher... Like where the only opportunities were, he'd probably be making like $35,000 a year and the benefits aren't even as good as people think. And uh, you talk to him and, and he'd probably say something like, I know I'm still living with my parents and haven't actually bought or sold a house myself, but I've been going to every training event, reading every book out there. I've been soaking up everything like a sponge. I think that philosophy degree will help me to be able to analyze the market and I mean, before you know it, I will be taking off and will be selling and uh, helping people buy homes all over the place. That is the, I went to college, but my degree is useless realtor. Sadly, a lot of us that have gone to college the past 30 or so years were sold uh, a, a bad bill of goods in terms of what college was supposed to do. And so there are a lot of those out there. I actually, uh, when I was in real estate school, I was amazed by how many people in real estate school were were in that category, and it was it was honestly it was sad to see, but um, our market has a lot of them, and I guess I could even say since again this is a similar boat that I find myself in, a lot of us. Um, how about the too motivated for desk job realtor? This is one of my favorites. This is the guy that um, he goes door knocking every Saturday. He does an open house every Sunday. And Monday through Friday, if he has a spare moment to himself, he's building his business. 
He has every hour of every day allocated, and he is going to be one of the top producing realtors in his office by the end of his first year. That is set in stone. He is going to sacrifice whatever it takes to get his name into the top of the conversation. And, you know, he's just, he's sick of the lack of upward mobility in corporate America. Corporate America has burned him. He is done with it. He decided, you know what? I have inherent upward mobility within me. I am motivated. I am going to become a realtor, join a firm where there is no cap on the amount of commissions I can make, and I am just going to bring in the bucks. I will labor day and night to ensure that that happens. This guy, we all know him. He started investing stocks at the age of 16. You know, when all his friends were buying $50 video games, he was buying $50, you know, Tesla stocks. And now he's like, you know what? I did pretty well with that. And I plan to continue to do that. And, uh, you know, he lives in, in a, a small little apartment, um, pretty minimalistic, keeps his overhead as low as possible. And he is just investing all his time into real estate and all his money into some sort of investment, uh, the stock market, real estate investments, etc. He's projected to have you know, 80 closings this year, but he's he's not too busy. I mean, he, you know, if he's meeting with you and you're thinking about maybe getting a realtor, no, 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 no. He's not too busy. Yes, 80 closings, 100 closings, whatever. Like, that would sound like he's very busy, but he's not. He has automation in place, virtual assistants uh, in the Philippines, colleagues who free him up to do important work. Uh, by the way, that wasn't... Uh, a dig at the Philippines. Uh, they, I, I've had a lot of great friends in the Philippines over the years, but when you go on like upwork.com and whatnot, a lot of the virtual assistants are based over there. Uh, so that's why I reference that. But anyway, he has all this automation in place, the virtual assistants, colleagues in the office, all of these things in place to try to outsource as much busy work as possible so that he can be as efficient as possible um, and use his time to the best of his abilities and to be able to maximize his time to close as many things as possible. And at some point, he's probably going to get his own team and try to build that business and build that brand even more. The next realtor is the lawyer realtor. Now, um, you probably don't deal with them as much as other realtors do. So us as at me as a realtor, I deal with lawyer realtors, but I don't know how much that translates over to their clients. Maybe their clients see it, maybe not. Um, it's probably something that their clients don't really think about, but that it naturally appeals to them. Um, they see it as detail orientedness or, or whatever it may be. But um, the lawyer re realtor is of the opinion that most realtors do not understand the contract language. Um, but um, this one, this realtor has been to every class, not by this one I mean the lawyer realtor, has been to every class the local real estate association puts out about contracts, about legal things. He knows all the nuances, all the loopholes. He is going to maximize the contract to the value of, uh, of his clients. And, you know, if, if you're a realtor and, and you talk to a lawyer realtor, He's going to let you know. 
you know, most contracts, the way they are written, are not legally binding the way people think. They have not been uh, written correctly. People need to know when they sign the dotted line, what they are agreeing to, and what they are not, because there is a lot uh, of gray area in the contracts, and people need to know their rights. That money being held in escrow, it can't be released. Are you serious? No. No, we'll take you to the magistrate if you think you can get out of it that easily. If you think that you can uh, just get your escrow money back that easily, these are the types of things that you'll hear from, from the lawyer realtor. Uh, my favorite is when they say something like this. Have you ever read page 3, section 8? Um, you know, it says the improvements must be structurally sound. Well, that is an improvement, and it is not structurally sound. Do you need us to show you a structural engineer's report with a letter from our attorney? Uh, that is the lawyer realtor, folks, and uh, we don't like to, to be uh, sitting across from them, but I can understand how that would have appeal to, uh, to some clients out there. How about the always networking realtor, the always networking realtor? And you've probably seen this person on social media because he is everywhere. They have found every real estate page, both nationally and locally, every local young professionals page, maybe even a few national ones, um, every uh, business and self-employed page, they are following, they are commenting, they are active on every single social media page that has the possibility for networking as can possibly be imagined. And they are at every networking event. They go to Motivated Monday Mornings. They go to Tuesday Brews Day, to Workshop Wednesdays, uh, Thrive Thursdays, Forward Fridays, and, and I mean... He also does Sangria Saturdays every third Saturday, and, and maybe he missed the last one, but that was an anomaly. He he had, you know, a client that just had to look at houses uh, during that time slot. But listen, next time he is going to be at Sangria Saturdays. Um, that is the always networking realtor, and they love, you know what their love language is? It is motivational quotes. Motivational quotes you know, those pretty pictures that that have those uh, those quotes underneath. They love those. They've got them all over their office. They love to, to post memes and pictures like that on their social media pages. And the main thing is, when you meet them, when you communicate them, they're going to be like, hey, let's exchange cards and let's refer business to each other, right? We need to refer business. What, what do you sell? Oh, you sell insurance? All right perfect. Well, you know, I'm a realtor and I sell houses and houses need insurance. We can refer business back to each other. Um, and they'll say that to every insurance person that they meet. Um, and uh, they really just want to network and try to build their business through networking. You will meet these people somewhere because they are everywhere. And last but not least, the multi-level marketing Kool-Aid realtor. I had to throw the word Kool-Aid in there because, listen, at the end of the day, real estate is a multi-level marketing type of scheme when you really think about it. But there are those that see that as a necessary evil for just the way that real estate has been structured over the years. And then there's some that they 
actually drink the Kool-Aid of the multi-level marketing uh, aspect of it. And these people, they're, it's interesting because they aren't posting so much about themselves. They are posting about their real estate team or their firm. They are all about this firm. They have uh, the best technology, the best resources. I went to their convention and uh, their convention in Salt Lake City was just incredible. Look at all these great speakers. Look at these successful people that have gone through their firm, written all these books. It's incredible. Um, they are uh, just by far the best real estate firm. And, and this team that I'm on is by far the best real estate team out there. Um, their favorite quotes are from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? These multi-level marketing Kool-Aid realtors, they love the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They are always quoting it. They are always referencing it. Um, depending on their political leanings, they might refer to the art of the deal. I mean, they've got all of these books m memorized and uh, and it, it's incredible. The, the wealth of information they have on wealth building. And of course, if you go through their Instagram page, you're gonna find somewhere uh, they have photos of themselves and Bora Bora, you know, sipping pina coladas while making $30,000 a month, right? I don't know if that if that is true or not, you know, if they found a way to, to sip pina coladas in Bora Bora while making $30,000 a month, but their Instagram page would certainly make you think that. Um, and here's what you're going to hear from them. They're going to they're come to you and they're going to be, listen, you need to stop working for the man. Start working for yourself. Take back control. Join my team, my firm. Listen, here's how this is going to work. You are going to make so many commissions. You're going to be an owner. You're not just going to be a realtor. You will be an owner and you will have so much money and you will be preparing so much for the future that nobody will be able to, to stop you. You will be making so much more money than you would ever make in corporate America and you will be able to do it while going to Dubai and, and doing four wheelers in Dubai. I mean, it is incredible. Have you ever read the four hour work week? Like, yes, that is what we are offering at my firm and you, you really don't wanna miss out on it. That is the multi-level marketing Kool-Aid Realtor. And so there are a bunch of different realtors out there. And listen, when I meet them, I try not to make fun of them, but uh, I, I am fine with picking at myself and realizing that, you know what? Realtors, we have an interesting reputation. I enjoy watching TV shows that depict realtors on them. Um, let's be honest, there is a stereotype it's best, let's just get those out of the way. We just got them out of the way in this podcast. I hope you had a little bit of fun with that. This is not to disparage any specific realtors. We just have a unique industry that we work in where there are personality types. Of course, you could go to corporate America and there are plenty of personality types out there. There was an entire show called The Office that was premised around making fun of, of them. I propose that we need to make a realtor version of The Office. That is what I propose. I think that that would be awesome. Um, I don't know what we would call it. I need to think about that a little bit more. Um, but that is it. That is our profession. A lot of unique people from a lot of unique backgrounds. I hope that if you are looking for a realtor that you will choose me. I'd be very curious if you feel like I fit into one of those buckets. 
what that bucket is, or if you think that there's another bucket that I missed that I would fit in, please let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. Reach out to me that way. Let me know what your thoughts are. And until next time, stay safe.